Freedom isn't free. It comes at a cost. We have freedom in our Messiah. You know that? We have freedom. Freedom from sin. Because Yeshua has provided for us atonement for our sin. We have a relationship with God. But our freedom from sin came at a tremendous cost. The death of our Messiah. We need to appreciate that truth. And so this morning we're going to look at just a couple of verses as part of this last section. In the book of Galatians, the entire first part of the book up to this point has been all about this issue of people coming into right relationship with God by faith alone. All right? As I've said, it's not a book against the Torah. It's not a book against God's instruction of the Jewish people. It has to do with the Besorah, the good news about people coming to right relationship with God. That's what it's about. But here, he's transitioning, beginning in verse 13, and now he's talking about what it means to walk out life as a believer in Yeshua. Very practical. Very practical. So in verses 13 through 16, he makes some basic points that I want to point uh, to discuss. Uh, and so let's uh, go ahead and start with verse 13. And I'm going to read all the way through this section. Again, we're on page 1,117 in the Congregational Tanakh. Page 1,117. And Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Brothers and sisters, you were called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For the whole Torah can be summed up in a single saying, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not destroyed by one another. But I say, walk by the Ruach, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. This is basic stuff, but yet it's critical. What does it mean to walk out our freedom in Messiah? In this particular context, I think what he's talking about is relationship, walking out our freedom in Messiah by building up our relationships with God and people. You may say, well, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, let's take a look at it. We're going to first talk about what it means to walk. The term halakha, which is usually associated, as it says up there, with Jewish law, is really a Hebrew word that has to do with how one walks. You walk some way, you know, Halakha is the way to walk according to Jewish tradition associated with the laws and customs of the Jewish people, all right? Uh, for some, they say that's Min Sinai. For others, it's simply the cultural reality of what it means to live out Jewish life. You walk some way. Actually, look at one another and see how one another walks. You all walk a little different. You ever notice that? When I was a kid, there was a, uh, a cartoon version of Gilligan's Island. It was terrible. But I, I liked, I, 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 liked, I thought it was interesting because everybody walked a little different in the cartoon. You know, they emphasized the way they, the characters were by how they walked differently. We all walk a little bit differently, don't we? Everybody has a slightly different stride and a walk. How are you walking out life? How are you walking out your life as a follower of Messiah Yeshua? Believe it or not, in one sense, we are walking out our lives individually, differently. But do you know that in a sense we have to walk out our lives for Yeshua in a, in, in a way that is more uniform than some of us might appreciate? We're basically all Americans, right? No one tells us what to do. We're individuals. We're autonomous creatures. Yeah, that's true, to an extent. <laughs> but you still can't kill anybody or you go to jail. And if you take something that doesn't belong to you, you're going to be in trouble. And if you get... 
You know, if you say to sit in a Starbucks, when they tell you not to, you could also go to jail. That's just a little note. I have no idea what I'm there, but it's... freedom isn't always mean anarchy. Freedom should never mean anarchy, really, should it? As followers of the Messiah, God has asked us to walk in a certain way. And so today, we're just going to touch on it briefly because we have this event. Next, when I come back, we're going to finish up the book of Galatians and we're going to talk about what it means to walk out this freedom. Freedom here is, is a word that's a Hebraic term really having to do with liberty. Liberty. You know, I don't know about you, but I, I feel liberated from my sin. When I sin, I confess it knowing that God is forgiving me because of my faith in Messiah Yeshua. I am liberated from sin, all right? But at the same time, I have to walk out my faith as a free, liberated person according to God's expectations. I think sometimes, as believers, we struggle with that. This next slide, I think, points it out. Take a look again at verse 13. He says, you're called to freedom only. Do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the flesh. You know, in a different portion of, of the text, it talks about, uh, you know, Paul, he talks about, well, you know, I can do all things, but not everything is profitable. You know, sometimes we think that we can engage in certain activities because we're like, well, God really won't care. You know, unfortunately, that is a misunderstanding. God, according to this verse, has given us freedom so that we might learn to serve one another. Did you ever think that your freedom in Messiah is, has been given to you so that you can be of spiritual encouragement for someone else? You ever thought about that? So specifically here, when we think about freedom, we think about ourselves and our own interests. But that is a fleshly understanding. That is something related to the terrestrial world and our own personal interests. As it says in this particular text, opportunity for the flesh. That is absolutely not why God has saved you. God has saved you instead to serve others. Now, I want to read a passage, Matthew chapter 12. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 12. You can see the people are starting to arrive. Matthew 12, take a look at this text. If you, well, you can listen or look. In verse 43, Yeshua is giving a parable. Or actually, he's trying to make a point. And he says, Now when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places looking for rest and doesn't find it. Then it says, I'll go back where I came from. And when it comes, it finds the house vacant, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and brings along seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they go in and live there. And the man's last condition becomes worse than the first. No, if you have come into relationship with, my, uh, with Messiah Yeshua, God has redeemed you and saved you. But if you are not growing and developing in your relationship with God, if you are giving into the flesh, you are putting yourself in a situation where your life might become far worse than it was before. When I was in Atlanta, I met with a guy who was a rabbi who I had to defrock when I was uh, president of the UMJC. I had to take away his rabbinical ordination. And the reason was because for although he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant in terms of his theology and his understanding of the Bible and his understanding of Ivrit, of Hebrew, the man had a problem. He had a problem with lust. And it began small with some pornography, but ultimately he started having serial affairs. Serial affairs. 
you know, with individuals in his congregation, individuals outside his congregation. Finally came to light about four years ago, completely blew up, destroyed his family, destroyed his career, fundamentally destroyed his life. All because he couldn't control himself. All because he was submitting to his baser desires. He was living in the flesh. Just says later on in the text, if you bite and devour, you are destroyed. In this particular situation, this man destroyed by his sin. Because although he had been redeemed, he had not been willing to build his relationship with God in this area in his life. And he was destroyed. He's destroyed. We talked about it. The man is a destroyed, broken individual. Unfortunately, he's not fully repentant even after all of this. He brings up love, <clears throat> verse 14. The whole Torah can be summed up in a single saying, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, is love, how could love be the summation? Anybody know? How could love be the summation of all the Torah? Well, think about it. What is it that God calls us to do in the, in the Shema? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, right? And then also on top of that, it says later on in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, love your neighbor as yourself. How are these the summational statements for all of God's instruction? Well, it's quite simple. If you are preoccupied with a relationship with God, you will do the things in your life that are, that are going to enhance and build up that relationship, right? It's just the way it is. I mean, uh, David just walked out the door there, but, but David, if you want to build your relationship with Betsy, don't you need to demonstrate love and understanding? And work, yes, yes, yes. Kim and David, same thing. Shoshana's not in the Roman camp out there. All right, so we understand that in order to build up relationship, it takes effort. But the effort can't be manipulative or self-motivated. It's got to be all about love, genuine love. All relationships are like that. Do you really love God? You demonstrate your love for God by building your relationship with God. What are you doing to build your relationship with God? And then I think, what about your relationship with the people around you? You know, today there's tremendous loneliness among people. And sadly, it's self-inflicted. <laughs> self-inflicted. People don't understand that loneliness comes because we need to do something we're not doing. We need to engage. The value of community is engagement, for people to engage in different ways with people. And love is the key for that. Part of it is this. If we love others within our community, ultimately that means we want to spend time with them and build relationship with them. If you don't have any love for anybody in this community, then, uh, then, of course, I question why you're in the community, all right? But I also question your love for God. Because if we love God, we are automatically going to love people, starting with the people that are around us. One more point, then i got to bring this to a conclusion. <clears throat> it says in verse 16, because really, this, as I said, is a bridge, a bridge section. It says, but I say, walk by the Ruach and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. So simply avoid giving in to your flesh. How do you do that? By walking in the Spirit. That's what we're going to be talking about 
for several weeks, just like we were talking about what it means to be in right relationship with God for several weeks. For a couple of weeks, Shaul repeats and repeats and repeats basically the same thing. Why is that necessary? Because of guys like my friend who knew it all. He could sit up here and he could preach down to the, the minuscule elements of the Greek and the Hebrew, but he didn't apply any of it. He wasn't walking it out. It was in his head, wasn't coming out of his shoe leather. And unfortunately, as it says up there, what is required, you have to desire it. <laughs> you really have to desire to walk in the Spirit. You have to want it. You've got to want it so much that it changes your life. You want, it, want it so much that it controls you so that you're moving in the direction of how God wants you to go and you're not falling into the deeds of the flesh. So a couple of questions just to end on. And then we'll sing a couple of songs and conclude. How are you walking out your spiritual uh, freedom? you got to remember, sin isn't passive. Sin is not passive. If you're not building your relationship with God, quite honestly, you are falling into sin. I cannot stress that enough. If you are not reading your scriptures on a regular daily basis and spending time in prayer talking with God, you're not going to be building your relationship with God. If you're not in regular uh, uh, Kesher, fellowship, connection with other believers, both in services and outside of it. You're not going to be growing in your relationship with God or people. And you are putting yourself in a situation where you could very easily fall into trouble, fall back into your flesh in a situation that would be pretty lousy. Sin is never passive. It's always looking for an opportunity to grow and influence and destroy. Remember, Satan's the great destroyer. How are you doing at building up relationship with God and with people? Some of you are introverts. Some of you are extroverts. But how are you building up relationships with God and with people? Are there things you're doing or are there things you're avoiding? You know? Think about it. Everybody's different too. Building up relationship occurs because you intentionally desire to do it because of love. You, you connect with people, and because of your love for people, you engage with people, all right? It's always love. And then finally, what does walking in the Spirit mean to you? Well, I ask that question because, unfortunately, at times, people have a different understanding, and I think a biblical understanding. I was talking again to this fellow. It's very sad. He, he, he actually is hanging out. He's dating a girl in uh, Andy Stanley's congregation, which is a big mega church in Atlanta, big bunch of mega churches. He said his experience going from the Messianic Jewish world to the mega church, you know, evangelicalism is, is that everyone engages in his experience in that environment because there's a superficial, superficial spirituality to it. I want to say that right. Superficial spirituality to it. Now, that's his experience. All right? I'm sure that there are people that go to those large churches and they're highly engaged. But if you are only superficially engaged with God, that's a problem. If you have an understanding of walking out your relationship with God, which allows for some little sins, God doesn't really care if I steal pencils from the office. God doesn't really care if I look at pornography at, at, uh, uh, at home. Uh, God doesn't really care if I cheat on my taxes. That's a walking out 
that is inconsistent with God's instruction. In other words, you're not walking. You're in sin. You're fooling yourself. All right? We need to understand that as we engage in this walking by the Ruach for the rest of this chapter, that it involves some serious personal questioning. Because remember, what God wants for you and for me is that we walk with him with integrity and strength. All right? That we walk with him with an increased relationship. That's what he wants. All right? Relationship build up with him and with those around us. Let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer. God, we thank you so much for the truth of your word and the challenge of it. God, we thank you for the fact that you desire relationship with us, that you made it possible through our faith in Yeshua. Help us, God, to walk out our faith with you, to desire to relate to you in a way that is improving and increasing over time, just like a relationship increases and deepens over time. We thank you, God, that that's what you desire and that you've made it possible through your spirit. And as we study the next few weeks, or when we, soon enough, that you would please uh, just, just strengthen us toward this end. And we pray all this in Yeshua's name.